0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Build Value by Choice. I'm your host, Nana Bonsu, Infinite Horizons Incorporated, where we help you reposition, grow, and scale your business. Check us out at www.infhorizons.com to book an appointment to learn how we might be of service to you. We are going to be talking today with a former NFL player, Rick Elmore, and we're going to be discussing his journey from the NFL to working in sales in corporate America to founding his first company, Simply Noted. Rick is an entrepreneur, sales and marketing expert. As the founder and CEO of Simply Noted, He developed a proprietary technology that puts real pen and ink to paper to scale handwriting communication, helping businesses of all industries scale this unique marketing platform to stand out from their competition and build meaningful relationships with clients, customers, and employees. Founded in 2018 and based in Tempe, Arizona, Simply Noted has grown into a thriving company with clients of various sizes across the country, including hospitality, real estate, insurance, nonprofit, franchise, business. Business and others. Rick has served as a company's CEO since its founding for more than three years and has over a decade of sales and market industry experience. Welcome to Build Value by Choice, Rick.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Now I appreciate it.
0: Wonderful. So, can you um, tell us a little bit more about about your journey? I, you know, you you played in the NFL for a short period of time and. And you took it, you know, you you got out earlier, so you don't. I hopefully you don't have to worry about any kind of concussion issues. And then you went to Corporate America, and uh, you know, we founded this company that's doing real well, and it's actually focused on relationships. And we all know business is actually focused on relationships uh, to be successful. Yep. You want to be successful in business, so you have you find a way to do that. Tell us about your journey.
1: Yeah, so my background is in athletics. I played uh, college and professional sports. I went to the University of Arizona um on a football scholarship with my twin brother was very fortunate to have a good career there. three years started for mike stoops uh, my junior and senior year did really well led the pack 10 in multiple sack categories uh which was really fun uh, and then was drafted in 2010 2011 um to the green bay packers and got to live out my childhood dream played linebacker in the nfl for three years but, you know, eventually uh, that dream comes to an end and you have to get into the real world. So I did what most people um, with my experience and background do. You get into sales because it's still competitive. It's rewarding. Um, you know, uh, you know, it, it's still, you know, kind of like that locker room team type of lifestyle. So went into Striker, which was a medical company. First year was um, rookie of the year for my branch uh, or for our, you know, whatever segment of areas for the Southwest. And then uh, the next five years in my um, sales journey, I was either top 1% or top five sales rep in my company. 2017, there was just something there, you know, in my sales career, there was like an itch I couldn't scratch. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of us are always looking for the next thing. You just kind of feel like there's something else out there for you. So I was somebody who was always searching and looking for that. So I went back into my MBA in 2017. And then when I was in a marketing class, uh, you know, about a year into my program, I had a marketing professor say that, well, he was going through all the success rates in marketing. You know, everything was super marginal, you know, direct mail phone calls, emails, all like single digit success rate. And he kind of half-heartedly joked at the end of a lecture saying, Hey guys, you know, it still works better than ever is a good old fashioned handwritten note. And I grew up in the generation before cell phones. I used to write my friends handwritten notes. I remember it felt like to receive a handwritten note coaches who sent me handwritten notes stood out a lot more when they were recruiting me. Um, so But I was in a sales job that had 400 clients. And I was like, man, it is impossible to send out 400 thank you notes um, because it just takes so much time. You know, you don't have the stationery, you don't have the stamps, you know, you're getting pulled in every direction from everybody because they need your time to do stuff. We live in a digital world, right? So I had a classmate of mine and myself, we got to work, started researching the market. There was somebody was using like robots to send thank you notes or like invitations in the wedding industry, which I thought was just absolutely terrible Um, because anybody who's gone through planning a wedding understands the bridezilla (laughs) that you're dealing with, with getting everything done and and how stressful that is. Plus that's a one-time client. And then there was somebody who's doing like a B2C thing, um, which I also, I thought was terrible because, you know, B2C, there isn't big budgets and there's not systems in place or budgets in place to scale. Um, so yeah, we, we thought it'd be a really cool idea to help businesses send out handwritten notes because, um, relationships matter in business. It can be a great retention tool to keep your clients, scale your business. Also, it's an awesome, uh, acquisition tool because the open rates are so high. It's so different. Um, you know, everyone's acquiring new clients the same ways so through ads, outbound phone calls, email. So when you have a, a business sending a handwritten note, it automatically makes you stand out Amongst the competition. So yeah, uh, in 2018, when we started testing this, we got a pen plotter from China. I don't have it in here, but it I took me about a month for this pen plotter that was hand-fed to write out some really terrible, bad handwritten notes because the uh, handwriting software engine was so ancient. It was like built in the 90s. And I sent them all out to some clients that I was not working with and had a, just a phenomenal response rate out of the 500 or so. I had about 28 doctors call me back, um, which was if you're in sales and you have your client calling you, that's a big deal. Like, it's that never happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that, I, I sold about $280,000 within six weeks when my, my monthly commission or quota was only 50 grand. So my whole business was like going nuts. Like, my whole company is like, Rick, what are you doing? Like, teach us how to do it. And I mean, that's when like the entrepreneurial seizure moment happened. I was like, yes, it works. I knew it would. Like we tested it. This is proof. Like, let's go. So um, we started building a business, you know, back in 2018. And fast forward, um, you know, until right now, I have 11 full-time employees. You know, we should we should qualify for the Inc. Uh, 5000 this year um we've invented our own handwriting robot uh spent about 800 grand building our own handwriting robot (laughs) so you have a website that has over 300,000 users a month and I've done this all with an athletic background so yeah it's been an interesting journey to say the least
0: yeah no doubt and it's kind of an instructive thing because I like the way it's been kind of methodical but before I get to the process know because you know there's a a certain type of um seven key moments that I kind of want to uh, get back to. But one of the key moments is you're sitting in an MBA class with a bunch of students. Yeah. What was it that you were the one, it could have happened to anybody, but what was it, what is it about Rick by you in particular that made you like that particular one? Because I'm sure that professor had mentioned that thing so many times. What was it about you in that particular moment that allowed you to make that connection, have that fun?
1: So that that's a- that's a great question. So I, I, you know, I meet with young entrepreneurs all the time now because you know, I like mentoring and coaching and giving back because I, I know what it's like to be an early on business owner. It's extremely painful and scary and, and hard, but there's something that um, I'm very driven. Um, I'm not a quitter and you got to have a lot of those intangible things to be successful in business because business is hard. Building a business is hard. And, um, and in those early days, I was looking. I was I was always looking. I wanted to bring in new knowledge. I wanted to apply new things and and try to you know make whatever I was doing better. And plus, I knew I didn't want to be in medical or in sales for you know my entire career. But something that I did was, you know, I I would go and talk to, you know, successful business owners and, and ask them like, hey, you know, talk to me about your journey, you know, talk to me about some of those hard lessons you did. You know, I had an eager want to learn. And when I was in that class, um, you know, when that happened, it, it just clicked because the handwritten note thing was sentimental to me. Um, it was something that I believed in. Uh, That this could be something that was really genuine, something that it could be a really good business tool because it wasn't being done. But I think it really just comes down to that, you know, optimism, curiosity, drive, you know, wanting more, you know, you got to have like that desire to build and be better. And a lot of people nowadays are kind of just on coast or zone out mode. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely not me. I I always call, I always talk to my wife about this. I have like an anxiety for progress. I'm always like, I know there's something else out there. I don't know. Like, and I want to be on top of it and learn it. And you kind of have to be that, you know, you got to control it, but you always got to be eager to learn, you know, eager to pull in information and, and try to reapply it and learn from it. And I would say, I mean, I'm still doing that today. That's the only way, I mean, we wouldn't have built this e-commerce platform, software integrations, you know, a robot if if I was not still that way.
0: Yeah, uh, without a doubt. So this, this is pretty cool. Um, and and because uh, I'm trying to kind of dissect kind of the, is there formula right? And uh, yeah. And uh, so I mean, you know, a couple of things that you said in there, you know, curiosity, belief, right? Um, the initiative to go and interview other people about what it makes them tick and, and things of that sort. Yeah. Is this something that is teachable?
1: You know what? I think it is because naturally I'm very introverted. Um, hmm. So when I was an athlete, I was like the the center of the cell. You know, I had my agent, I had my coaches, I had my strength coach, I had my parents, I had all these people helping me be successful. So it was very, I was very like to myself because people came to me. But then when you get into the real world, like nobody comes to you anymore, like, <laughs> Yeah. Of your own, you have to figure it out. And that took me a couple of years to kind of make that transition from being the guy that came and supported to now, like I have nobody, you know, just my, still my family. But um, anybody can learn it. You know, I give this example all the time, you know, to the young entrepreneurs I'm talking about or talking to about this is that. Like my first year in medical device, like we would go to these dinners with these doctors and these dinners would last four or five hours. And the dinner was over like after 45 minutes, but the conversation, then you go to bar, get drinks, and then you go outside and hang out. But I had no capacity to carry a conversation past 45 minutes and be with somebody and actively engage them about something that they're doing, because usually that's what people came and did to me. So... I remember coming out of those dinners that first year, three or four hours and getting in my truck and my brain just felt like it was melting and it wanted to explode because I was just my, my, uh, my, uh, what do you call it? My social battery just on zero. Like it was actually depleted and dead. And that was something that I had to do um, early on in my sales career and teach myself. Like you have to go from it. You can't be in sales and be an introvert. You have to be an extrovert. You have to learn how to talk to people. I went through the Dale uh, Dale Carnegie Sales School, if there's anybody out there. It's a really cool personal development school that teaches you how to, you know, be more engaging, more interested, be more interesting, remember people's names, ask good questions, basically teaches you how to be like a a salesperson, a a good salesperson. But um, that was something I had to do early on. You know, It, it was something I had to teach myself or go see seek guidance or seek you know mentorship and that, that that was the only way I've been successful in my sales career because all the intangibles were there hard work desire perseverance will for it that was all there but I couldn't just go hit people for a living anymore that's what I used to do i mean i could be angry mad aggressive violent and that that paid off but transitioning to the business world, you can't be angry, mad, aggressive, and violent anymore. If anything, you have to be polar opposite. You have to be patient yeah. and kind and understanding, right? And gentle. <laughs> you got the tiptoe around situations. So that was all taught. So I think if you have the drive to it, you know, the will for it, and you, you can have some perseverance to kind of push through all that hard stuff, um, you can, you can teach yourself or learn anything, but you definitely have to be a, a student of the game, a student of life, a student of business, a student of technology, um, because all this stuff is changing every single day. And if you don't teach yourself or get mentorship or get coaching or tutoring or whatever, you're going to get left behind so fast. So it's just, everything's changing so fast nowadays.
0: Right. And you can't possibly know it all, uh, given no. the different variables to that I play. Um, one of the things, because, you know, we talk through the journey and the process is you had the curiosity, the natural curiosity, you know, uh, you took the initiative to go and learn and ask questions of people you're sitting in a class, you have that epiphany, and then you decide to, like, instead of just going to Big Bang, you did, like, a small test. Yep. where You had, like, a code of 50K, and you did the test, and you proved it out by earning two, over 200K before you read you know and then determine it the award before you set the scale. Can you talk us through the, the the mindset shift of how did you know to, like, you know, do a, instead of, because a lot of times, you know, folks like okay, I have this idea, a lot, you know, sometimes, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners are like, I believe in this and I'm just going to go big. But instead, you decided to kind of you know, test out your idea uh, before you started to go big. And then even then, did you, you know, decide to kind of, after you tested it out and you realized that the idea worked, did you decide to like go like really, really big, put all your, your savings into it? Or did you decide to still? Oh, great go question.
1: Yeah. So there's this book by Jim Collins. Um, I forget the title of the book, but I think it's Concepts but it's a it's an author called Jim Collins his name is Jim Collins and he has this analogy called bullets then cannonballs. Yeah. And what that analogy is I think it's that great sure by you choice he, you must be Is that great to... by choice? Yeah, is that would definitely.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one. And
1: um yeah, it basically just talks about take tons of test shots, right, before you fire off that one cannonball. So think if you're like on a pirate ship, right, and you have one mm-hmm. cannonball, that cannonball is going to save you and keep you alive, right. So basically, like your nest egg of cash, right. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is just fire off a, t- a bunch of test shots, make sure that that cannon is lined up perfectly before you send off that one massive wad of cash, right, or that mm-hmm. one cannonball. And that's what we've done here. Um, I actually started simply noted on a $10,000, 0% interest credit card. And now we're, we've done multiple millions of rent in revenue. And I think a lot of people, what they do is they, you know, they have that analysis paralysis. They overwhelm themselves. Like, Oh, I can't do it. I don't have this tons of money. I, I, I've done this. I have not put any personal money into this business whatsoever, because I wanted to prove that there's a need for this. There's a product market fit. We can figure it out. Um, plus, you know, I'm very risk adverse, you know, I'm introverted and very, uh, um, Conservative, like I don't like m- those massive risks. So uh, yeah, I mean, I started on a ten thousand dollars zero percent uh, interest credit card. Tested a bunch of stuff. You know, as money came in, we reinvested more money. You know, but I, I'm not normal. Um, I, I mean, I am. A, I obsess about everything about my business. Like if something fails, I literally obsess about it until I figure out why it failed. You know, if we lose a client, you know, like I literally, I want to do like a post-mortem with them after I'm like, why'd you leave? Like, what did we do? What wasn't good enough help us improve? Like, I got to have that type of personality to where like, you can't take things personal because, you know, there's just things that you can't control, but you, you need to have that um, you know, I have this like inner instinct, like when something goes wrong, like I want to attack. Cause like, that's how I was coached as an athlete. Like you make a mistake attack. Like that's like what my coaches always taught me. And that's how I've like transferred that to my business world. Like, you no, know, this didn't work, figure it out. Right. We lost this customer, figure it out. Right. Like while wow. just bring, figure it out. Like for an early young entrepreneur, that's good. But to scale to like a, you know, a mid eight figure company, you can't do that. Cause you have to start, You know telling you know uh, what do you call it um you have to start you know getting help from other people i'm I'm drawing a blank on it i apologize but um uh yeah but that's really what i've done really good is just you know a lot of tests before we got really too risky um made sure that we had a good healthy run rate before we started you know this robot project that we started two years ago you know i didn't have 800 grand (laughs) like i didn't like what i had to do is sell reinvest, sell, reinvest, right? And I didn't know how to do it. I went out and I found consultants. You know, I worked with 14 different engineering companies and worked through phase zeros, which is basically, and then to consult on a project before they start and figured out, you know, I compared 14 different opinions and then chose one, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't just go to one company and say, build this. I went to 14 different and made sure, you know, I felt comfortable with the decision I was doing before we went all in there. So um, I think you know you, you can't get too risky, you can't go too fast, right? Because what happens is you're gonna get overwhelmed, and you're gonna, the bills are gonna freak you out, and then that's gonna add a lot of pressure, and then that's what's gonna help you fail. So early on in your entrepreneur days, keep the risk low, keep your bills low, right, and, and grow slow until you can you know, have that exponential growth, and that's what we've done.
0: Right. And then you, you've gotten the patents out of these uh, robots
1: or? We're going to have six patents, three design and three utility. And that's another, like, yeah. So, I mean, that's a, a huge, um, that was a huge requirement when we were starting this project. We needed to have our own IP because, you know, being completely transparent, Simplenota was built to sell. Um, you know, this, this company can be a hundred million dollar company, but it's going to take a big company. To come in, buy this out, and then go grow, because you're going to need some pretty big budget to scale out a company that size.
0: Right, right. Okay, so now now we have, uh, we arrived at, uh, you know, um, Simply Noted. Tell us about the philosophy around Simply Noted.
1: Yeah, so Simply Noted is a, a handwritten notes platform. What that means is we help companies scale it, scale sending real genuine handwritten notes, or automate it. So, at the, like the basic core structure of our company, we're a tension company. We help our clients build better relationships mm-hmm. with their clients, which, you know, increases lifetime value, increases referrals, better reviews, you know, repeat purchases. Um, so we try to help our clients build better relationships with their their clients. But on the other side, we also work with agencies and businesses for like outbound acquisition, you know, campaigns as well, because... It's just so unique and different, and um, you know, I'm sure everybody has 200 emails in their inbox today, and a lot of them are spam, phishing emails. You can't go on social anymore without getting some type of automated message in your inbox, and then you know, you know, direct mail. It's all print, right? Print looks like garbage, right? When our handwritten note ends up in your mailbox, it's it's a really high quality, you know, really thick, luxurious cardstock. that you know you want to open, you know it's just like somebody took their time to write it. But we help company our clients do either integrate, automate it, and scale it.
0: So how how does um, how does you, know, do you how do you help us like, systematize like for instance a, a customer acquisition if a company has a customer acquisition program and they want to implement let's just say if a uh, business owner comes to say okay I'm trying to um, systematize our uh, appreciation program at scale.
1: Yep, that's, that's right. a great question. Great questions. So what we do, um, if it's an automated campaign, we usually just say, let's start with a thank you card or an anniversary card. So Mm -hmm. if you have a software within your, your, your account or your business, so like, say you have a payroll software or a, a payment platform, every time a new client makes a payment, we can automate sending the thank you card based off that payment. It's called a trigger. So when that trigger happens, you know, um, a notification gets sent to Simply Noted to send that handwritten note. It's called an action. So the trigger is the event that happens, the payment, and then the action is sending a handwritten note. We help set that up. Uh, it's a free integration. It doesn't cost you anything. It just costs you, you know, a few dollars to send that handwritten note. And then we can set up that same exact type of um, automation for an anniversary. So you know, every time that anniversary of that client pops up within your software, we can set up to send a thank you card hey it's been a year we just wanted to tell you how much we appreciate you and it's all written in real pen um so we use programs like zapier so we usually work with like a you know professional or somebody who you know understands their crm and we can dig in there and set up that integration or we work with like apis or webhooks so api is just an application program interface so some you know, developers or marketing professional know how to work with that. We can also help set that up, but it's also super simple. I mean, we can work off of spreadsheets, you know, we, you know, we, we get a lot of companies who don't want to, to deal with uh, the integration and they'll just send us a spreadsheet once a month or, you know, once a year, you know? you know, every, every business should thank their client once a year, right? It's like that client is responsible for paying your bills. Like why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to make sure they feel appreciated? So Yeah, it's either a simple integration through platforms like Zapier and API integration or webhook, or they can just go to our website, simplynoted.com, you know, pick the card, create a card, type their message, check out, we do all the writing and fulfillment, or they just work off of spreadsheets. So, you know, you can send one or one million handwritten notes in literally two minutes.
0: Awesome. What advantage? What advantages do handwritten notes have over print mail, for instance?
1: Yeah, so when it comes to uh, you know handwritten notes versus a you know, like a printed note, um, number one, the open rate is a lot higher. Um, there are studies out there showing a three hundred percent increase in open rate. So uh, the normal open rate for a print piece of mail is thirty-two to thirty-three percent you know, that, you know, number 10 envelope bill looking printed piece of mail um, versus, you know, a handwritten note has a 99% open rate. So your, you know, your open rate, your engagement rate is going to be a lot higher. You know, when you're using print mail, you're literally throwing away 7, 7, 70 cents out of every dollar. So you <laughs> like right. most of it's going to crash. Plus, you know, if you're a, you know, a high, um, you know, ticket price item, you know, your client is a high value client. You know, the the connection that you get from something that's more personal like that is worth its weight in gold. The shelf life of a handwritten note is up to six weeks. That's what we've seen. So when somebody receives a handwritten note, you know, it'll sit on their desk, they'll put it on display, they'll put it on their, you know, their mantle, put it on the fridge, right? Just really depends on who's sending it. But um, I would say just the ability to connect to the client, the open engagement rate, um, you know. It's just so much more effective with a handwritten note.
0: And uh, you have like, you know, what specific features do you have for businesses to be able to track your success rate for uh, your appreciation programs?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is there's a great American Express study um, that was done. I've been quoting this a lot is that just a 5% increase in retention of your user base year over year. You can see anywhere from a 35 to a 65% increase um, and revenue. So if you think of like, if you have high ticket price item clients or high, you know, revenue based clients, just retaining, you know, a 5% improvement, is going to have a drastic impact on your business. So that's a really easy way to track. you notes throughout the year, the next year is a track, you know, the retention rate, right. There's a lot of variables that go into it, right. That we can't control quality of the product, right. You know, people getting laid off of work, you know, leaving their business, right. We can't track that, but just overall satisfaction and retention rate you can track. If you really want to get down to the data, you know, you can put QR codes in there, you know, track people actually scanning these and trying to do upsells. You know, we try not to advise our clients to do that. You can put in, You know, trackable phone numbers, drive them to landing pages so you can kind of get more of like an interactive, you know, um, data metric off of your your campaigns with us. But really what we try to do is use it as a retention tool, a relationship building tool, um, you know, and see, you know, the benefits of using it just to say thank you.
0: What, what makes SimplyNutas stand out from their competition when it comes to handwriting communication platforms?
1: Yeah, so there's a few players in this space. Um, I would say there's really only two. And the other few companies are usually like a real estate agent or like a, a mortgage professional doing this out of their house. Um, try not to knock them because that's where we started five years ago. but. You know, they've been around just as long as us, and they haven't pushed forward. Simply noted, um, reinvest every dollar back into the business. Um, our handwriting robot is the only purposely built handwriting robot in the world. Um, the other companies either leverage uh, an axis draw pen plotter, which is not their technology, or an auto pen that was built in the 80s. Um, we've tried everything over the last five years. Again, we we built this company to, to build the best product possible. Um, and that's what we've done with our handwriting robot. So what you should do is if you're thinking about using a service is request samples from each company, compare the quality of the stationery, compare the quality of the writing, um, and you'll see, you know, in our competitors, there's a lot more patterns and robotic writing qualities in our competitors versus ours. Um, we control everything from the the mechanical part of the robot, the software, the handwriting engine. It's all owned by us and nobody else in the world can say that.
0: How do you anticipate Simple growing in the future?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, we've been completely self-funded, no loans, no debt, no investors. We're actually the only player in this space. So that has done that. The, the other competitors who have taken financing uh, or or investment, all they do is they pour it into marketing. <laughs> like it's like it's easy to beat them because we have a better product, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I think the the way that we're gonna grow um, is just keep reinvesting into our platform, like we have, um, keep scaling our writing operation. And then building tools for our users to make it more, you know, a full product offering for them. Right now, we just do handwritten notes and gift cards. We plan on adding more services like gifts, um, you know, more handwriting services outside of a handwritten note. So just developing our product offering and our, our platform online to make it a little bit more user friendly.
0: What is the most exciting thing that listeners can uh, look forward to, um, you know, in the future
1: uh, going into next year? About Simply Noted? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, I would just say, you know, request a sample kit and try it. I think just implementing, uh, you know, a relationship building tool into your business, it's worth its weight, you know, in gold. I always say that it's just saying thank you to a client is just so powerful. It's going to impact your business for years by building better relationships with your clients. You know, there's people I talked to three years ago that I met with them and I sent them a thank you note when I got done that came back three years later. Right. And that was somebody You know, I never thought was going to do business with us. So um, I would think, I would say, just why don't you you know request a sample kit, try a product, and then just implement a retention based relationship building tool in your business because that's going to you know be very impactful. But yeah, you know, for us, you know, what they can be excited about is just us scaling our our offering. Um, Now that our our writing robot is done, really, where we've been pouring all of our resources into um, was the research development and manufacturing, which has been a nightmare going through COVID and been a recession. Mm. <laughs> the the supply chain's an absolute nightmare right now. You know, parts that we were buying for $9 or like $70 now on a machine wow. that when there's a thousand part, um, it's That's an insane. eight
0: times increase.
1: Yeah. It's, it's insane. So um, yeah, I would just say, re- come back and check in periodically. We are rebuilding our web app, which is our website. We are giving you guys more tools. So if you know, come down right now. You can send a handwritten note. You know, one automated, it, scale it. You can attach a gift card. But we do have some really cool um, features that we'll be releasing uh, throughout the year for our users to give them more abilities to schedule things. You know, sub add more gifts. Um, again, use other writing service outside of just a handwritten note.
0: Awesome, and uh, definitely you know, we can uh, we can see if we can partner to uh, to get a a special for our listeners um you know, perfect yeah yeah <laughs> that would be awesome no, that's yeah. that's great uh what is the well, last question what is the one lesson that you've learned that you know in the last uh you know number of years with simpler that's resonated with you the most
1: so i going back to what i said earlier i've been i was super conservative and super introverted i think in order to get the most out of your professional career in life you have to constantly live outside your comfort zone um, because when you're outside your comfort zone, you know, that's really when you're going to learn and grow. Um, you know, you got to get outside the analysis paralysis part of your life. Everybody lives in it, they overthink things, which causes them not to get started. But you know, I started again this on a ten thousand dollar zero percent interest card. Now we have a platform that has no debt, 300 plus thousand users, you know, multi million dollar business, and that was from just constant work every single day so i would say constantly outside your comfort zone um just get started don't wait because you know after a few years of that compounding interest of daily work you're going to look back and just want to give your old self a hug and say thank you for going through all of that like it's so worth it
0: actually um uh, one more because i forgot to and i know it's going to go in the minds of the listeners so the labor side you have grown to 11 employees What is Mm -hmm. the difference between like, you know, when you start with your partner to not having to deal with 11 employees, that's the first one. And then the other thing is when you grow from zero to 300 subscribers, how do you handle um, that demand increase in demand?
1: Um, That's a big problem right now that we're having, right? um, which is, it's a massive problem. Like we, you know, we're getting over eh, 12 to 15,000 users on our website a month or a day, a day and handling that is a whole new problem. But, every stage of your business, you're going to run into new problems, right? Um, and like, you just can't, you can't not let that, you can't let that prevent you from going and attacking it because every part of your business in life, new problems are going to be approached. But yeah, that's why we're looking at, you know, looking at some funding options now because we're at that point now where we can scale a lot faster because our, our base of business is built. Our base product is built. Our technology is built. Now it's just pouring some, nitrous in the gas tank you know get some help here um I don't know building if building this with no debt no loans or no investors is the best way anymore because now we have an active space and we need to give them the best possible product possible
0: oh that's great well thank you very much really appreciate the insights how can people get in contact with you if, if they want to you know learn more about what you do and what you can do for them
1: yeah I would say just uh if I'm on LinkedIn basically all day just go to LinkedIn I'm Rick. E. L. M. O. R. E, Or just go to our website, noted.com, just how it's spelled, S as in Sam, I-M as in Mary, P-L-Y, noted.com. And then go to the business page and just request for sample kit. We do a really nice job. I'm sending this nine by 12 folio pocket mm-hmm. folder of a bunch of samples for free. You know, it costs us about $15 to send, send that to you. They're in about four or five business days. And then you can kind of just see you know, it's really fun when you know, I jump on the phone with somebody who got it because you, the excitement happens when they receive it. They're like, wow, like, like the ideas of how they want to use it come to life. And then we right. just basically consult with them and help it set it up. So when you see something that once was not scalable or automatable, like now you have something that can help you do it, like right. people get really excited about it.
0: Oh, that's great. I, I really like the The fact that, you're making this because um, th- that's that's always one of the things which is how do I you know you did mention it even in uh, uh, earlier in, in your South career where you talk about you know, if I have 500 people how do I <laughs> say it right thank you notes to everybody so I think this is yeah. some, it's great that you found a solution for to alleviate that kind of challenge anyway and we're going to have we're going to have um, that website uh, information also in the show notes when it comes out so thank you so much again for well, everybody that's it for this week until next time bye for now